The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Welcome to this episode of Pit Life Barbecue. Gather around the pit with your hosts, Johnny Mags and Messy Mike. Let's talk barbecue. What's up, everybody? Coming to you live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe in Salem, New Hampshire. It's the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast, where we talk everything barbecue and a lot of other topics that you normally talk around a pit. As always, I'm joined by Messy Mike. What's going on? Nothing. I'm looking for the show. Oh, Why? There it is. How you doing today, by the way? Well, I needed that laugh. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, it was, um, first and foremost, today we're joined by Chef Andy Husbands. Mm -hmm. Andy, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Um, Culinary leader, barbecue master (laughs) in the New England area. Yeah. Has, is the owner of the smoke shop, Barbecue. Um, Has, I believe, six cookbooks now. You are correct. Six. Six cookbooks. Six cookbooks, and we'll get, you know, we'll get on the newest one, Um, but... Go ahead. You know, Andy, um, you know, um, my, where the hell did the show go? He's I a little flustered today. Yeah, so. I'm all fucked up. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, first and foremost, I'd like to thank everybody for their reaching out today and sending, you know, love and support to me and my family. Uh, today, we got, the, got some word about 1030 this morning that my Uncle Jimmy passed. And my Uncle Jimmy <clears throat> was a very intricate part of my life. You know, my parents did a fantastic job, I'd like to think, in raising me. But he uh, he definitely put the, his imprint on my life and how I am. And, you know, straight shooter, and I don't care if you like it or not. Pick up your pants and do it. Here's the truth. You're going to ask me a question? Here's the goddamn truth, whether you like it or not. So, in honor of him, uh, obviously, this is a first. (laughs) I have to honor him in the only way I know how. And unfortunately, we're not sponsored by Budweiser yet. But and you're not drinking the whole six pack. Not drinking. Okay, just to let everybody know, he probably could in a matter of seconds. But pass one down, Andy. If you'd like one to join in, you guys can drink them. I have to chug it because he's the one who taught me how to chug. So it's only appropriate. And Johnny, I've seen you in action. He taught you well. Yes, he did. <laughs> you know, we always had to joke me and him with both the black sheeps of the family. And he was my best, worst, influential uncle. And there was a couple stories that'll be coming by. And, you know, you want one too? There you go. Mm. You know, if he was here, he'd have you two <laughs> drinking one too. <laughs> Don't laugh, he would. But anyway, Jimmy, we love you. Cheers. Miss you. And as you would say, can of corn. Oh, cheers. And here we go. I'm not chugging, I'm just drinking. Look at this. That was about a sub three. 
Pretty good. That's impressive. Young Ben, right. young Ben is just staring. He hasn't seen you in action before. <laughs> you obviously, you didn't see the half gallon eggnog chug at Christmas time. No. <laughs> Minute and nine yeah. seconds, and that's with probably 15, 20 seconds of screwing around yeah, here. You, and you had to take a little bit of a break. <laughs> but then you finished strong. Well, it was just playing against him. I know. You know oh, yeah. Getting him nervous. But, all right. That said, the show must go on. Here we go. Been very excited all week. Oh, it's been nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah. So, how about you start off? Because you actually recently took Andy's class mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. brisket. Yes. Um, well, first of all, you're you're born on February twelfth. Sure. Same day I was born. So that's pretty oh. sweet. And you're kind of like my mentor, so I look up to you. Um, <laughs> But, um, you know, I, I do have to say, um, you know, I've eaten, I've eaten at your restaurants, um, the one in Cambridge and the one in Somerville. I took your brisket class just recently. Um, didn't know what to expect from it. Um, but, you know, I, I went there. Um, the people that I met there were excellent. The staff was fantastic. Um, you were, you know, hands-on, one-on-one with everybody. Um, you know, it was, just, it was a great experience, and I would definitely say that, you know, if anybody, whether it's backyard, I mean, professional competition guy, whatever you do with a brisket or whatever you do with barbecue, um, take one of your classes. You know, take the brisket class definitely because that's one I took. But I know you offer many more classes. Sure. Um, but I mean, just the what you learn. I mean, and I even learn something. You know, and I'm learning every day, also every you know all the time. Um, but it's. The knowledge I learned, the, the people that I met, um, you know, we exchanged some phone numbers. Um, you know, people had different ideas on some stuff. You gave us some ideas. Uh, some of the rubs that you had that I wouldn't even think about, like um, Worcestershire powder. Yeah, that's what um, I was just about to say. I've never heard of Worcestershire powder until yeah. you said it from the, <laughs> the class. What is it? The Morton's um, emulsifier? Was it the? Oh no, that's uh, the, Tender Quick. Tender Quick. Yes, it. yes, yes, yes. Morton's was the brand, but um, Tender Quick. Yeah. But even even just. You know, those tips and, and just ideas, it's it's definitely well worth it. You know, yeah, and you were very you. hospitable, and the food was excellent that we ate there. We had this, the, the new sticky ribs. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. The fried chicken dinner. Fried chicken dinner, yeah. whole yep. spread afterwards. Yeah, that was yep. great. It was hey, awesome. Man. Thank you. Mike, yeah. awesome. congratulations. That's the longest non-question I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you covered Thank you. a lot of ground. And Thank you, you spit much. out <laughs> hospitable correctly, too. <laughs> sort of. It started off as hospital. <laughs> hospital. And, Became pitiable. He hit it snuff. You had to listen closely. <laughs> oh God! Um, but how did you? Like, how did you? Um, you've been in the restaurant business for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, you opened up your first restaurant in 1996, I believe. True. Um, how did you get into barbecue? Yeah, that's a great question and, and, a, and a fun story. Um, in 1992, I graduated Johnson and Wales. And I got a job for with Chris Schlesinger. He wrote uh, Thrill of the Grill. Yes. It's like the best grilling cookbook. It came out in the 80s, you know, mm-hmm. when nobody was really doing that kind of stuff. Is he from East Coast Grill? Yeah, he's the he's, East Coast, yeah, yep, at the East the Coast Grill. He's, he's my mentor. Okay. And so I, I got to work for him. In, and one of the and, and so he had East Coast Grill, and next door was uh, Jake and Earl's Dixie uh, Barbecue, a little takeout. And he'd grown up in Virginia and loved barbecue. And one of the biggest fights we ever had was – him forcing me to work there. I wanted to be a fancy chef. I wanted to do <laughs> fancy ingredients and do all this stuff. And he's like, you will work there and you will learn this. And to be true, truthful about it, I grew up in Seattle. I had never had a real barbecue rib 
I had never had real pulled pork or a brisket until then. Really? Never. My father, great guy, great cook. But, you know, it was like country-style ribs with uh, Casey's masterpiece on them or something like that. That's mm-hmm. how the chicken would be done. I, I didn't even understand this, you know, and I went to culinary school. It's not they don't talk about barbecue. And um, so that so that occurred. And so I had been working there and learning how he did it. Fast forward about five, six years, I opened my next restaurant. I opened my first restaurant with Chris Hart, who is the leader of our IQ barbecue team. Mm-hmm. He is our head pit master and phenomenal pit master. Um, we had opened my for our first restaurant together, and then it kind of imploded, and he decided to go off and do uh, kind of his own thing. Um, he went into the software industry. About a, and it was like a divorce. It was very, very sad. Like, you know, he's been my best friend since high school and was sad. And we said, you know, we reached out to each other about three months afterwards and said, you know that, that competition, that pig and pepper competition? Let's go to that thing and just do it. And to us, it sounded like a weekend of drinking. Yeah. We were like, hey, just tell the wives, you know, and girlfriends, we're going, we're going to this thing. <laughs> and don't call it was <laughs> raining and, and, you know, it was just, we did not have any gear. We had a little tent and it was, it was the environment was it was cold. It was October, and we had a so blast. Yep. And you know, we met Uncle Jed, and he took us into his tent and kept us warm and gave us bourbon, and it was awesome. One team told us they're like, "Oh, chicken category." They're like, "No, no, no! It's anything but chicken. You got to do something else." So now we're <laughs> scrambling. Didn't know that they were joking, and we ended up doing chicken, and we got we came in third. And, and by the way, we came in arrogant also. We came in like, oh, we're culinary people. We own restaurants. We know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Came in third, got this little trophy, and that's what started it. That was what, oh, yeah. like, the fire was lit. Mm-hmm. The competition, the fun. We took years, built a team. We continued to lose for about five years straight. We, and we did okay, but we were always goofing something up and drinking too much, playing cards, not focusing. And how did that go with the team? Like, Losing for five years. That was fine. You know, we we were having a blast. (laughs) Okay. But then, you know, Chris really led us and said, I'm sick of this. I'm not going to do this unless we're really going for it. So we all kind of had to double down. We all had to practice more, you know, practice actually when you're not competing. We had to come there with recipes, come there with ingredients. You know, we made it really focused and we started to do very well. Um, we also did some kind of money bally stuff where we kind of figured out some logarithms and things like that on smoke and temperature and, and time and all this stuff. And it's just craziness that happened. And uh, wow. we were the ones who brought like meat glue to the, to the use for chicken. I know it sounds weird for those who don't compete, but is I, meat glue. So is it pickle juice? And no meat juice is meat, is meat glue. It's a powder you can buy on Amazon. Really? And what it does is, and I'm sorry again for you don't want to get nerd out about it, but it's basically was created by the military as to heal wounds. It's a protein powder. Be careful if you use it. We talk about it in the books. If you use it, and we talk about it in Wicked Good Barbecue, don't get it in your eyes because it seals, right? Oh, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a protein. It's very – so what we do is we take the skin off the chicken thigh, scrape all the smalts out of it so it looks like glass, mm-hmm. sprinkle a little bit of this meat glue on top, put it on top, and then you let it sit for about four hours, and it, look, it looks as if it had never taken off. Oh, wow. Have you ever had meat glue before? No. Have you ever had crab stick? No. Never had crab stick in your sushi or anything like that? Oh, maybe. I don't have no idea, but like a crab stick? Yeah, crab stick. It's in quotes. It's not necessarily crab. Um, It's like usually Pollock or something. That has meat glue in it. Uh, A trick a hotels use, they'll buy four-ounce tenderloins and glue them together to make it look like an eight-ounce tenderloin because it's cheaper. (laughs) 
Um, and you wouldn't even know. Huh. So you might have had it. It's it's totally edible. It's totally so things like that. These are like technology things that we did to help us, you know, win. And really, the baseline that that helped us win um, was the practice. Mm-hmm. You know, the cook, the reps. You got it. Whatever you do in any career, it's doing the reps, right? So, and and and, and I I can't say enough that Chris Hart. Um, is is really he's the leader of our team and he really designed how our team ran and he's the guy who was in charge you know i'm I'm just i actually just did that got that today for some crazy reason but practice like you never won and perform like you never lost yes agreed that works i I definitely agree with that send that to the uh, raven (laughs) send that to the ravens (laughs) 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 um yeah so that's that's kind of how we got involved in it you know and 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 what happened you know now that i'm gonna have five barbecue restaurants is I had had my restaurant for 20 years, mm-hmm. and, and doing anything for 20 years is a lot. And, and did I, you do any barbecue at Tremont 647? Here and there. Okay. I had a smoker, but it, I, I couldn't hold it. That's the, the, the crux when you want to be able to hold your barbecue for, I mean, if I can take it out and serve it to you, it's the best Perfect. it can ever be. Yep. How do I keep it like that? Um, so no, not really. So I, I, I knew I wanted to do something. Uh, I had a friend, a be- another restaurant associate, who he wanted to do something. We wanted to do something together. And I was thinking about doing an izakaya, a Japanese pub, is what I wanted to do. What do I know about a Japanese pub is a great question. The answer is nothing. <laughs> so uh, he's like, that sounds great. Why aren't we doing barbecue? And yeah. I'm like, I had never thought. I really had honestly never thought about opening a barbecue restaurant because that's my, my play. That's wow. what I do for fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm like, let me think about that. And a couple of weeks later, I came back and I'm like, yeah, I, I think I'm ready. I think this is because I'm, 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 I'm so passionate about barbecue and I'm so honored to be here. And, I and love- how, how hard was that decision? Because you're so passionate and because you do it for fun, how hard was it to say, I want to turn this into a business w- and the fun may well, that was a concern, but I, you know, I love what I do, and so I knew that it would be a fun, exciting thing, and something I knew a lot about. Um, so it wasn't that hard of a decision once I made the decision. Okay, you know, I, I have to think things out, and I did. And you know, this book, the newest book, and, and what I believe about barbecue is about is family and celebration. You know, we're, we're brothers and 100%. sisters in barbecue, and I can go to any state, any barbecue place, and say hey to the pitmaster, and we're like best buddies having a beer. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just, I just love that about barbecue. And you know, it's it's more than just food. Correct. It's a way of life, right? Yep. Yep. There's no comp- I mean, there's no competition because. Everybody's palate's different. Barbecue's different, yeah. you know. So it's 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 a family. It's a brotherhood. Yeah, I love. Um, I don't know if you know uh, Kerry Bringle from um, yep. Peg Leg, right? Yep. I love what he posts it all the time. He says, "You don't have to hate someone else's barbecue to love mine," and I, I just love that, you know, because people always think it's like a competition, and no, there's room for everybody. Yeah, you know, it's competition when it's competition. Yeah, you know, and, and even, still, it's and even then, it's really only a competition from you know for the two hours you're turning in, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe three hours, you know, really you're. Just having fun, 100%. you know, and everybody's talking. I know you had Bill Gillespie here last week. I, he's my friend because of barbecue, mm-hmm. you know, and we've hung out and had a beer together or two or three. Oh, yeah. Oh, Nothing yeah. wrong with that. No. <clears throat> so what was um, – obviously, that's why you decided to open a barbecue restaurant. Yeah. Was there any other thought of that or any – what's the word? I'm – like little standoffish about opening in the Boston area, because obviously the Boston area is so diverse, especially when it comes to, you know, restaurants and culinary yeah. things. Of, 
you know, all everywhere in the world, there's a restaurant in Boston for that. You know, was there any little, may, maybe not so much a barbecue place in Boston? Any really second thoughts on it? Um, you know, I'm not a guy that has many second thoughts. I kind of <laughs> just go for it. But, you know, there's... There's some good barbecue in Boston. You know, of course, as I like everybody, um, we've had Red Bones forever, Sweet yep. Cheeks, Blue Ribbon, all good, good stuff, good people. Mm-hmm. Um, but we felt it was somewhat of a food desert. If you're in, if you were in Boston, you told me wherever you are and say, I want Italian, I can tell you where to go. You wanted uh, sushi, I could tell you where to go, wherever you are. But in Boston, it would have been, well, you got to go here or here or over here. So we felt that there was a demand. We saw how busy everybody was. And, you know, we do a little bit something different. You know, uh, Sweet Cheeks is more of kind of a Texas style, I think, and, mm-hmm. and that's great. You know, we kind of do my my version of, of the best of the best. So, you know, highlights from um, Memphis, highlights from Kansas City, highlights from Texas, just my interpretation of it. I would never call it traditional. It's more yeah. my, my uh, interpretation. Mm-hmm. that's the thing especially here in the northeast that there is no you know there's no such thing as you know northeast barbecue there's texas style there's carolina style memphis style st louis style you know so you know how i've always talked about it was especially the northeast is the uh the crock pot if you will of barbecue Because any place you're going to go, you're going to get a little of each style. Sure. You know, the brisket is going to lean towards the Texas style. Sure. A pulled pork is going to lean toward the Carolinas, while the ribs are going to stay, you know, hit Memphis, St. Louis style, sure. whether you like a dry or wet uh Well, the funny thing rib. is we get people who will come in and go like, guys, like, I'm from Memphis and your ribs are not great ribs. And I'm like, oh, I kind of like them. And I go, but... You know, what do you like? He's like, well, this is how Memphis ribs are done. I'm like, okay. But if if you walk out the door, a guy's going to come in from Kansas City and tell me that they're not right if I do them your way. So, like, I, you never really make True. them. You know, what we try yeah. to say is these are just tribute. It's us doing the best, what I like to do, you know, yep. and, and really what we think the customer likes. And right now, it's been great. You know, we've gotten best in a Boston two, two years in a row. And so, we in, in, the, in the peak season coming up, so April through October, we're going to serve at least 10,000 people a week. Oh wow! So it's a lot of barbecue. And what um, you mentioned? How much brisket are you? Hundred and last year was one hundred and sixty thousand pounds of brisket. Isn't that insane? This year will be two hundred thousand pounds. Wow! Yeah, that's a lot. That's of a lot of meat. Yeah, just brisket. That's just crazy. Brisket. Wow? Huh? Wow? So okay, so um, you won the you won the Jack Daniels. Championship in 2009. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you won a yeah. 150 perfect score in brisket at the Kansas City It would be 180, Royal, but no. Well, we didn't get a perfect score, but we did win uh, brisket out of um, 100, 510 teams. Okay. Okay. In, at the Royal. At the Royal. Yeah. And that's, yep. Wow. Those Jesus. are kind of our most notable. But uh, 35 uh, Kansas City uh, Barbecue Society Grand Championships, I think two or three times. Sorry if I misstate this. Um New England Barbecue Society, uh, or now, now Northeastern Barbecue Society mm-hmm. Team of the Year. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, we've we've done all right for yeah. a couple of Northern boys. You know, 100%. we were the. Uh, you know, and, uh, again, I have to give Chris Hart a shout out, but we were the first uh, non-Southern team to win the World Championships. So, and that must have been a surprise to <laughs> everybody there. I mean, who are these guys? Well, we and then they hear you talk. I mean, do you guys get to talk at all, or just get your trophy? It's and, just get your trophy. Okay, and go. but you know. Um, by the time we won, I think we had gone nine years straight in a row. So we knew most of everybody. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah. you know, and, 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 and as I said, everybody's family. So, of course, everybody wants to win, but, you know, everybody's happy for you. No, one, no one's like, get these Northerners out of here. Yeah. You know? So, it, it, it's a, you got to do the reps. You got to, you know, you got to. You got to build your chops and, and right. go for it. I mean, I'd say we're the meanest people in barbecue because everybody down south's nice and, you know, they take you in. We're just, we're assholes. Nah, we, we got a little edge. Fast. We have a little edge. We don't edge slow down. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. That, that's the nice way of oh, putting yeah. it. So um, you get the restaurants, you know, you get the competition, you get six cookbooks. Yes. This is your latest cookbook. Yes. Um, the Smoke Shop Backyard Barbecue. Um, and oh. basically, drink. Party, eat, whatever, like a pit master, right? Yeah. Yep. So the premise was, and one of the things, um, I think people, especially if they go to a barbecue event, they look at everybody and everybody thinks they're like vagabonds and plumbers. And when you really get to know people, there are engineers, as our friend Bill is, to doctors, to dentists, um, you know, all, all walks of lives, right? And they also, I feel, we get pigeonholed for like, oh, well, you just cook barbecue. And that's not true. I, I don't think I have friends that are Italian chefs and they don't just cook Italian. Yeah. You know, or they don't just like Italian. They like everything. So this book, while the the backbone and the basis is about uh, barbecue, there is a Taco Tuesday chapter, there's a tailgating chapter, there's a fancy chapter. But you know, it's all what the whole premise is and what I think barbecue about, and we quote Tuffy Stone is uh, nobody cooks a brisket for themselves. Right? Is that we cook it for family, we cook mm -hmm. it for friends, for celebrations. And I, I just again I love that about barbecue. And so that's what that book about like we have punches and you well know, now large... people cook brisket just to squish it on Facebook. <laughs> so I certainly don't. No. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, so this is a, this book is way more. Some unbelievable desserts. We had some really good contributors. Uh, my friend Sarah, she uh, wrote all the um, all the dessert recipes and she's a school teacher. And she's like, oh, she, awesome. I, but I used to go to her house and she would make these cookie spreads, you know, and like desserts. And I'm like, these are amazing. <laughs> so, you know, she did all that. The, uh, the Derby slab bars are just phenomenal. If you want something sugary and sweet and yummy, boom, like make those. So it's a really well-rounded book while based in barbecue. There's a ton of other stuff in there. And a lot of, and cocktails too. Cocktails. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Some really great cocktails. Now the Derby bar, is that for the Kentucky Derby? Well, it's, it it's, it, well it's, it's taken from a derby pie. Okay. So okay. Uh, I don't know the heritage of it, but I got a feeling it has something to do with that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Huh. So what was, what made you want to do a cookbook? Obviously you have six of them. So something <laughs> wants to keep coming back to it. So what was that first? You have children, right? Yes. So, you know, you have one and you're like, oh, we'll have another one. And you're like, oh God, now I'm going to have another one. <laughs> uh, I have twin girls. So first and last children. Um, and I love them dearly. Um, so my mentor, Chris Lessinger had written a cookbook and he had opened a small restaurant and had a partner and so I just kind of did everything he did. So I knew okay, I'm going to write a cookbook. And I uh, wrote my first one in 2000, took a break. And then um, they approached us. It was really kind of cool. An editor approached us because I wasn't sure I wanted to write another one. Editor approached us and said, we want a book that's really hard to cook. We want you to write challenging recipes. And I'm like, well, we did just win the world championships. We could give you those recipes because like the, a normal recipe is 400 words. The brisket in Wicked Good Barbecue is a 2,000-word recipe. Oof. It's so hard. But 
again, if you want to do it, if you want to win something, you know, it's like if Tom Brady wrote a book, it's not like, hey, just throw the ball. Yeah, it's a little true. more than that, right? Yep. So that's kind of what we did for that one. And then the ball just started rolling and we built teams of, you know, testers and writers and just people to help and publishers to help us kind of make our dreams come true. This one, you know, it, what's important to us is that we have something to say. So when we wrote Pitmaster, which is by far our best-selling book uh, to date, um, you know, that came out two years ago, you know, we really wanted to talk about regionality of barbecue and a little bit of competition. You know, it's got timelines. Mm -hmm. No one's ever written about competition barbecue. True. Someone wants to tell me, besides Wicked Good Barbecue and Pitmaster, anybody who's actually ever really talked about on how to do it. So that's a passion of ours. And we also, you know, did North Carolina. We have Sam Jones in there from there, right? We have Modern Barbecue, all different pitmasters. And we really wanted to be about our passion for being pitmasters. This one really wanted to write the passion of a kind of joy of just barbecue. So for me, it's important to have something to say. Like if you're Andy, I'm going to give you this money and you want to write another book. It's not like that. I need to have something to say. You know, think of it like an album. You, have, you know, you're probably your favorite band has put out a bad album. Oh yeah. Right? So you, they need to, they need to be there to like want, want to write this album. I've got something to say. I've got these these tunes I need to put, do or whatever. Oh, absolutely! Wow. Now, do you already have like another cookbook in mind, or do you have something down the road? The way it starts is Chris and I. So Chris wasn't involved with this one, just mainly because this was about my restaurant. Mm-hmm. But you know, we start texting each other, and you know, what do you think about this? And then he'll text back, you know, a couple of days later. Well, what do you think about this? And so we'll bat it around, but. Maybe we we're noodling it, but again, you know, I, I've, I've written six books, so I've said a lot. Yeah. So I didn't. <laughs> but you know, a book on a single subject like ribs could be fun. You know, ribs and sauces could be fun, mm-hmm. but it'd have to go way beyond barbecue, right? Like right. I just think there's, you know, how many rib recipes can I write? And yeah. So you know, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Like Ray Sheehan. Um, do you know? Are you familiar with Ray Sheehan? Mm. Um, barbecue Buddha. Yeah, yeah, out, yeah, yeah. Of, out of New Jersey. Okay, yeah, yeah. His um, cookbook is coming out April fourteenth, uh, and you know it's basically just yeah, like you know ribs, but a lot of sauces, different style sauces. Yeah, um, you had like five or six different good, yeah. style sauces with um, with a couple of recipes that go well with each of the sauces. Oh, that's great. It's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, great. great. Now, if I'm not mis- no, correct me if I'm wrong. You appeared on. Barbecue Pitmasters with Chris? Yes, I was his, I was his assistant. Okay, I, I, I wasn't sure. As it, I always am. And I'm sitting, I'm no sitting there Googling it and YouTube. I could not find so, that episode to save my life. Yeah, we got, was, beat, we got beat by Johnny Trigg. Yeah, another, that was a... Another, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and by the way, I wouldn't, you get, get, if, I wouldn't get mad getting beat. Yeah, if you're, gonna get, you know? you're, you're going into a three-man competition, and Johnny Trigg is one of the yeah. three members. You're running into a buzzsaw. Yeah, so um, yeah, so it, it was great. I mean, that was that was a fun time. I think that was taped in Georgia. We basically drove down next day, competed, and drove back. Um, it was intense, and, and it, it was fun though. We are, are, are absolutely intense. Yeah, that intense. you know that's what I was going to ask because we've, we've had a couple. We've had Junior Rius, uh, Robbie Royal. Yeah. On now, how was your experience with that? Because they were saying, you know, it's crazy that they you, you'd cook one brisket or whatever you want for that particular thing, then they'd give you another one. Just what is these that are bit of goodness? <laughs> Pastr- pastrami. Pork belly pastrami skewers. Oh, oh holy yeah. hell! Oh, those are good. Isn't that amazing. 
I want you it. You stopped me dead oh. in my tracks. I know. I'm, just, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Mid-sentence. You know, they, they were saying, you know, you'd had what you turn and stuff. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, we do all that, then we're, you know, kick back, relax, and all of a sudden, here they come again with a whole new piece of meat, and now they want us to talk about it and film our hands. Mm. That had to have been a little bit of a shock. Or well, how'd you guys? Yeah, I mean, Chris and I had both done a fair amount of TV before that, so you're, you're used to it. The days are 14 hours, and it's a lot of stop, go, stop, go. Uh, we need to reshoot this. We need to do that. Uh, this this Saturday, I am on the Cooking Channel. If you get it, on oh a, really? I, I'm a judge, a culinary judge on a show called Firemasters. Okay. Which, oh. if you guys want to try out, you should. You can win ten thousand um, dollars. It's basically like chopped meat, um, Iron Chef. So first round is three, three competitors doing their signature dish. Thirty minutes go. Then the second round is the two winners mm-hmm. get a this or that. So it could be ketchup or mustard. It could be peaches or cream. It could be something. And then whoever won the first round gets to choose. 30 minutes, go. And the, the pantry is amazing. It's no, no whammies, no gummy bears, no silliness. Cook. And like live fire, smokers, grills, everything you need. Then winner of that round goes against one of the judges. Oh, Which I can't wow. tell you. I can't tell you. While no, I am yep. one of the judges, I can't tell you if I compete. But you will see no, me it's compete. Awesome. It's on the cooking. Uh, it's on the uh, cooking channel. It is. Uh, it's a really great. And the winner gets uh, ten thousand dollars. So I'm really used to that stop go. I mean, the days are fourteen hour long. You know, hey, say that again. Do this again. And it's just part of TV. Yeah. You know, like what you see actually on TV is super edited. You know, they're they're taping fourteen hours for one day, mm-hmm. for for one half an hour. Right. So yeah. it's They need to get their shots. So. It's hard, and it's hard, especially as your competitor, because you're so fierce, and you want it to be done a certain way, and you want to, when you're done, I'm done, but that's not how TV works, so it's a challenge. And especially with a barbecue competition, you know, you have, you know, you have a plan. All right, we need to do this by this time, Mm -hmm. and you prep this, I prep that, and we meet in the middle, then all of a sudden you got an editor, and a camera guy, and a producer, and an executive producer, and the executive, executive producer, oh no, show your hands this way the hell you mean show my hands this way mm-hmm. i'm cutting a brisket i'm rub- i'm applying rub this is what i do you know they want you the, to change the, the it answer around. but the, but the answer to that is yes yes <laughs> <laughs> now, when they say to do it you do it they're just trying to do their job yeah if you were doing your job you'd want to be like hey man i need you to do it this way it's yes so like when, when we're on that show i have like an earpiece and they're oh, okay they're, they're like they're telling us you know um, not that show but when on fire masters you know they're like Hey, um, you know, can you say that again? Hey, uh, turn to the right a little bit. Hey, take a step back. Like they're, you know, they're always kind of blocking me and telling me to say something. Sometimes I'll talk too fast and they'll like slow that down. You know. Oh wow, that adds a whole different level yeah. to the competition too, with yeah. someone chirping in the ear. Yeah. I just feel like there's there's a lot of um, intimidation, you know, to fill out that form to be on one of those shows because you have no clue what to expect if you've never been on TV. Yes, and that is that is a challenge. You know, um, in, you know my my advice to anybody who's going to go on Firemasters or even Chopped, you have thirty minutes. First of all, practice, 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 practice. Do they give you any idea of what's going to be on for um, ingredients? In any show I've been on, show? no, okay, no. And in Firemasters, when I when I do cook, because I will cook in one of the episodes, um, it's a it's a theme. Mm-hmm. So the theme could be Thailand or Greece or Hawaii or whatever, right? Uh, in fact, you can see me cook on previous episodes. I know it's aired where I did cook Hawaii. So, I, but I didn't know. So when I, they lifted up the reveal, it's Hawaii. 
I'm like, okay, well, I've been to Hawaii, so let me think about that one for a second, you know? Yeah. Um, so, no, you don't know. And, okay. you, and, and it's, but again, to be on the show, you want to, if you have 30 minutes to cook your signature dish, you need to be able to do it in 15. Okay. You really, maybe 20, because you, it's just, you're not used to the equipment, you're not used to running around, you're not used to the cameraman behind you, you know, you're not used to the sound, like the whole thing is different, so you want to be ahead of your game. Okay. You don't want to take that 30 minutes. And another thing I have just about the chop thing quick. Um, if you don't make the time, it's TV. It seems like everybody makes the time. You know, they're counting down. Some people still have a couple of things to put on plates. Do they let that go and nope. make sure everybody? So if you don't- Hands up or hands up. Okay. But okay. with that said, not necessarily the show I'm on, but uh, listen, do you really believe that everybody is going down to the last second and right. hands up? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. you know, but a lot of them are, you know, like, and I'm always using every time, second I can to finalize my garnish to mm-hmm. make it look just a little bit better. But I'm trying to roll in three minutes beforehand, just like when you're playing a box. You know, you're not playing a box and sprinting. No. You're like, okay, Taking I think time. we're good. You got somebody over here. You know, on our team, at least we have someone going three. Okay, two minutes. 30 seconds, you've got to close that box and you've got to go. Right? And so there, we have a countdown and we know what's going on. But you're ahead of the game. If you're ever just boxing at one minute till, you know, final turn in, you might as well go home. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it took four hours, six hours to cook. You didn't have that done then? <laughs> right. Why do you need another minute? Yeah. True. The box should already be done. All you have to do is really place and right? final clean Exactly. Up. Oh, yeah. So where can everyone find the book? You know, Anywhere, any reputable bookseller. Amazon, um, BarnesandNobles.com, yeah, of course. Google Books. Of, of course, all those places. The usual suspects. Yeah, I mean, we'll sell them. And uh, I always tell people, just buy them on Amazon. They're cheaper. But you want to buy them from me? Come on by. I'll sign them for you. You know, <laughs> yeah. Whatever you want to do. Now, if, you know, if anyone wants to pick up the cookbooks, is there a, you know, a couple recipes in there that you, right off the top of your head, you need to check out? Well, as I said, the Derby Bars are phenomenal. There's the, coconut, uh, the cold brew coconut martini, which is one of my mm. favorites. Um, for meats, I mean, I have this, uh, kind of simple brisket, which is a, it's a real, you know, you guys may be like, well, I'm, I'm beyond that. But for someone who's just kind of cooking at home and isn't want to go competition style, that brisket is money. Um, oh, my favorite way to do ribs lately is in the tailgate chapter here and a baby backs, salt and pepper on the grill, just on the grill continually offset. So if your fire's here on your Weber, or whatever you're using, mm-hmm. and you're no fire over there, and you're just constantly turning them and rotating them, they come out very pork choppy, kind of, you know what I mean? Okay. Not, they're not that fall off the bone yeah. kind of barbecue. Mm-hmm. This is more of a grill, but it's because I eat so much barbecue, I just adore that recipe. Nice. Yeah, you got seven Webers, so you're good. That's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the baby backs are, are awesome. Now, when are, you, when, you, when are you coming out with a cookbook that gives away your brisket rub? That is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So the funny part was, is the guy that won the competition at the uh, brisket class that I taught used, his uh, rub. used my rub. He, oh, just, he just did exactly what I told him we do. Yep. So I was like, wow, that's pretty smart. Because we gave, we gave him our rubs. Um, probably never. Okay. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll end up selling it eventually. Um, now are you going to sell sauces too eventually? Eventually. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I have to get there. And it's, uh, you know, I'm opening two places in the next two months. So as far as my list goes, it's really down there. But we want to. Mm -hmm. Um, I need to figure it out. Maybe we can talk about, you know, who bottles yours and stuff like that. Is that Gregory? Are you using Gregory? No, um, same one that bottles Billy Gillespie's uh, Chubby. 
Oh, he moved. He's not working with. Uh, no, he's on his. Uh, Steve Norwood's on his own now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I'll figure it out. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, uh, one day. Okay. And um, and you are part of um, something called No Kid Hungry, also. Super. We're going to talk about that. You, How cool is that? One in seven children in America are at risk of hunger. Um, you know, I grew up actually as a federally assisted child. Uh, we had food stamps, and um, I was never like hungry as far as I remember. But you know, I definitely you know that we had federal assistance, and I think that's that's okay. And you know, um, that was a short period in our life, and things got better, but. You know, I know that I'm fortunate. We are fortunate. We're not looking in our refrigerator and going, how am I going to feed my children? Mm-hmm. One of the saddest things is, 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 is the, this, the fact that the children, and they haven't goofed anything up yet. You can't be like, well, that kid screwed things up, so they shouldn't eat. Like, it's, no. So feeding children is super important. And when we, you know, and I take it, like, think about it, like, when we talk about, oh, we can't fire good people, find good people to hire, and, oh, these people aren't smart enough. It's like, you know why? Because they're not learning. Why aren't they learning? Because they're not eating. So feeding children is, is super important. It's share our strength or strength.org you can go to and help donate or there's all sorts of events that happen. What share our strength does is a lot of advocacy. And one of the cool things they do is they've created this thing called Breakfast After the Bell, where in cities that started in Denver, they, they got the, everyone to agree to, that children would eat after, after the bell. I don't even know if you remember, but when I went to school, public school, there was always those kids who had like breakfast. They were having breakfast in the morning. Mm-hmm. It was a free lunch, but it wasn't many. It was like 10. So it was, it's a federally assisted program, meaning that the states don't have to pay for it. And But only like 10% would opt in. A lot of stig- stigma and stuff like that and reasons or buses late and a lot of reasons why, why children weren't. Off. So now they're getting 80% participation and all the children are eating breakfast at, in their first period. So what magically happens when we feed children? Test scores go up disciplinary goes down attendance goes up like so i don't know how anybody can say feeding children is not the best thing to do so mm-hmm. and as a father I, you know i would be heartbroken if i couldn't feed my children oh absolutely you know that that's my you know everybody's like you know you're not afraid of anything i go there's one thing i'm afraid of not being able to support my family mm-hmm. you know that's the that's the big literally the biggest fear in my life yep, yep. so yeah. Cheryl's trying this i've been with them for 30 years and uh, you know anything i can do for them uh, I, I tried to do. Awesome. awesome. Awesome, awesome. So, Andy, where can everybody find you on social media, yeah. websites, things like that? At Andy Husbands on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, though I think I'm at my Facebook limit. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Instagram, follow me on Instagram at Andy Husbands. And where are your uh, restaurants located? Uh, the smokeshopbarbecue.com. Okay. Kendall Square, Seaport, Assembly Row, North Station coming soon, Harvard Square coming soon. North Station coming soon. Yeah. Oh, nice. All right. Oh, yeah. Nice. And definitely go check out the cookbook. Grab it on Amazon.com, Google Books, Barnes & Noble. It's awesome. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Andy, thank you so much thank for you. joining us. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, that's it for this week, folks. We'd like to thank you all for joining us. Catch the audio wherever uh, podcasts are found. Catch the video on Facebook and YouTube. On YouTube, hit that subscribe button in the uh, notification bell. You'll be uh, notified every time we upload a new episode, and you'll have our whole catalog of episodes. Right there, I think 81, 82 episodes right really? now. Wow. We're, we're, we're getting Shit. there. Right there at your fingertips. Yeah, almost like Seinfeld. I know. Just <laughs> hit that hit that button. Um, do you want to do another chug quick? No. 
Give me, let me get through this. All right. We'll hit it before the smokers are rolling. You got it. On social media, find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at PitLifeBBQ. Questions and comments, please send them to PitLifeBBQPodcast at gmail.com. And like always, please subscribe, like, rate, and review. Hit that share button. Once again, I know I repeat myself, but these numbers keep, see, for some reason, keep going up every month. And we can't thank you guys enough because you guys are what makes it happen. So thank you from the bottom of my hearts. Thank you. And uh, all right, I'll do one more. You don't want mine? <laughs> you don't want to drink it? Give me it. I'll drink it. Yeah, you can drink it. <laughs> Uncle Jimmy, love you, brother. Miss you already. Tell everyone we said hi. It's impressive. It is impressive. <laughs> it is impressive. <laughs> and on that note, until next week, rolling. keep the smoke rolling. <laughs> Attention cigar smokers, or even friends of a cigar smoker. If you're looking to relax with a nice premium cigar or looking for a great gift for a cigar smoker, this is the gift that keeps on giving. Our friends at TwoGuysCigars.com have created the Cigar of the Month Club. For just $24.99 per month, you or your friend will receive four different premium handmade cigars every month. And shipping and handling is included. Go to TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com, and go to the Cigar of the Month Club. You can stop anytime because there's no contract, but you won't because this is a tremendous deal for our listeners. Go to twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com, and click the Cigar of the Month Club. At the same time, if you want to learn about the cigars you receive each month, you can smoke along with them on their own podcast called The Cigar Authority. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a nice premium cigar from our friends at twoguyscigars.com. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.